everyone you're welcome to marital with us with upward arniki i believe that uh, god has been faithful to us and he has kept us up to this present moment and that's the reason we can yet have another episode on god's word and the name of the lord be praised in jesus Christ's name amen happy new year to everyone listening to this podcast this present moment i trust that our 2022 was well spent and our 2023 will be greater than our 2022 in the name of jesus amen let's quickly say what the prayer before we go into what we have today father we thank you we praise you bless your name we say you are you're good you're kind you're marvelous to us and for this we give you praise in jesus name we pray oh lord that as we start today's episode that you speak to us in the name of jesus and you tell us what it means to be the salt and the light of the world even in our marriages in the name of jesus christ thank you because you've answered our prayers for in jesus christ's name we pray amen bless god for that all right um happy new year once again it's really really exciting to be here um again and it's my prayer that as we listen that god speak to us and bless us through this in the name of jesus Amen. So, we will be talking about salt and light. Salt and light. That's the topic of um, this episode. And I trust God to help us to understand what it means to be the salt and light of the world. In Jesus' name. You know, I've always been listening to, uh, okay, I'm the, I'm the salt and light of the world. I'm the salt and light. You know, that's usually our declaration for many of us that um, declare things into our lives in the morning and the night in the afternoon. That's usually most times our declaration. And uh, you really need to understand what it means to be the salt and light for this declaration to perfectly work for us. It is one thing for God to promise us something or for God to say something concerning us. And it's another thing for for us to actually work towards that thing, to align with that thing. And if we do not know the meaning of salt and light, it is um, literally not possible for us to align, uh, align into it. Praise God, people. Hallelujah. The scriptures for today is Matthew 5, chapter 13. Sorry, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. Yes, I'm right. Yes, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. And I read, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. To so many of us, we think this part of scripture is actually um, explanatory, but then to some, they need deeper understanding about it to really know what um, the scripture is saying in that place. Now, first, what is the meaning of um, salt and light, or what does it mean to be the salt and light of the world, whichever way um, you want it to be put? 
Now, to be the salt and the light of the world means to be um, relevant, mean, means to bring meaning to the world. And when we talk of relevance, it is broad. It is broad. As, be, as a believer, we are expected to, to bring relevance to all aspects of our lives, our career, our education, our ministry, everybody around us they need to feel the relevance because that is who we are meant to be we are meant to be exhibiting relevance to everyone we are not we are not supposed to be useless we are not supposed to be in the background we are not supposed to be considered the last or the least of things and that is what it means to be the salt and the light of the world. In that place, it says, if the salt loses its flavor, then uh, how shall it be, be seasoned? Now, imagine you're cooking a food and then you forgot to put salt. You know, you, you, you added um, sauce, you added uh, maggi, you added every other thing, but you forgot to put salt. How will that food taste at the end of the day? Exactly the same way it would be if you are tasteless so you need to be tasty for you for your flavor for every other thing around you to come out now what do we mean by flavor the thing that comes come together to make you i mean you are into music you are a writer you are a, a medical practitioner you are a legal practitioner whatever comes together to make you it is called flavor but the real salt is what makes these things that come together to make you is what makes them come out what makes them excel and outstanding what makes them tasty what makes them relevant to everyone remember that we have so many doctors out there we have so many writers out there we have so many so many professions out there with with um, different good persons practicing them so it requires that relevance, that salt, for you to actually be meaningful. For you to be outstanding out there. Now that is what it means to be the salt. I used to think that um, being in the limelight is pride. I used to think that um, when you are here, you are there, you are everywhere, that is pride. Or not necessarily pride board that's exhibiting some form of pride that okay i want to do this i want to do that until recently when i was um when i was studying being the salt and the light and i discovered that as believers we are not meant to be in the background like that is not meant to be at all we are meant to be at the forefront of things so far it is legal and it is a it has to do with success and it's lifting the name of christ we are meant to be at the forefront not in the background so it was until then that i know that okay uh i need to change my perspective about things because i used to think uh i used to think helping people at the forefront is the best i mean helping them at the background okay for instance we have these um technical units that's the people that handle speaker microphone and all when the pastor is preaching, someone needs to handle the speaker, the microphone, so as not for it to malfunction. And then I used to think that being in that kind of 
a background that will help the speakers and and everything doing those kind of things is not wrong but i'm just i'm just making a, a, a scenario here creating a scenario so being at the background helping the speakers and everything work i think that's that's the best and that is the only thing i want to be just being at the background and helping those those uh at the forefront those people can't see helping them to to do it well and that is why up till now I'm still camera shy. Way put camera in front of me, and then everything I want to, I want to say just fly off. That's the reason I even started a post podcast as as against a vlog. But until recently, when I understood that when it comes to being at the forefront, when it comes to being uh, in the limelight, it is actually we believers are supposed to be there. And that is what we mean by light of the world. Scripture says, let your light so shine. It means that you have a responsibility. You have something to do in making your light so shine. And that is why you go to school. That's why you try to read. You try to meet up with some things that you don't know. You update yourself. Those are the things you do to, to make your light so shine. And several other things. So when we say salt and light, it means when you are relevant, it means when you had meaning, when you had relevance to things around you. And also when you are inevitable, you cannot do without light. During the day, that is why God gives us sun and in the night, he gives us moon. So you cannot do without light. And that is how exactly we are supposed to be. People should not be able to do without us. We are meant to be out there at the forefront. Praise God, somebody. Hallelujah. So so that we, we will not be trampled. I hate it when a believer is trampled. I mean, it is one thing when you are not a believer and you are trampled. It is another thing when you are a believer and you are trampled. You are not supposed to be trampled because you are an exemplar of what Christ is. So if you are being trampled, it's like you are saying Jesus is being trampled. Meanwhile, it's not supposed to be. You are the one that is not executing your own parts. I see this being the salt and the light. I see it as a covenant between believers and God. So God is, God is trying to make us understand who we are and that we have a part to play in becoming who he has made us to be praise God somebody so you you need to you need to be seasoned you need to uh know what you're supposed to know you need to be seen you need to be refurbished for you to function better for you to become relevant okay so you are meant to make yourself available for God you have responsibilities you have great responsibilities in becoming the salt and light of the world praise god somebody hallelujah so how does this um relate to our marital relationship i mean being the salt and light of the world being relevant and all how does it relate to our marital relationship i would like to start with the fact that to have a successful marital relationship you must first make yourself available for god 
it baffles me how people sidetrack God. I mean, they just okay. They they ask um, ladies or men to list the criteria they want in in their spouses, and then they will be like, oh, she should be kind, godly, gentle. They list all other criteria, but they remove the spiritual part, the God factor part. It baffles me how um, believers are like that because we're meant to put God first. How can you put the creator of marriage as the last person if your spouse does not know God? If your spouse has not made um, him or herself available for God, how will he relate well with you? How will he be able to become the salt and the light of the world even in relating with you? How will he be relevant in your marriage? No wonder, no wonder some couples just get married and then they discover that this person is not is not bringing relevance to the relationship. It's just there. That's because the person was not, uh, that's why they were caught in. The person was not relevant. But then the, the need to get married, or should I say love, which I don't believe is love. It is the emotions covered his eyes, blindfolded his eyes or eyes and the person did not notice that the person is not exhibiting that salt part of him that salt and light part of him before they got married now the so, so, so the first thing for you is to make yourself available for God, some people, I heard some people saying that um, working for God will be a retirement um, program I mean, maybe after they've worked, they've, they've, they've worked in their career, their education, and they believe, yes, they've achieved this. So they will now just retire to working for God and then committing themselves to service, to serving God. Working for God is not a retirement plan. It's not supposed to be a retirement plan. So you are meant to make yourself available for God as early as possible. Remember that your youthful age is supposed to be used for God because this is when you can do more than you think. And then the next thing for you is, is that you should accept and acknowledge the hierarchy of family placements. Yes. You see, becoming the salt of the world, becoming tasty, becoming relevant, is for you to accept certain things that the Lord has as put into placement and there's nothing you can do about it because god did it that way so there's nothing you can do about it one of which is accepting that husband is the head of the house so it some people still find god to believe or to accept that their husband is the head of their own so they want to share how can you have two heads you want to or you want to share your head into two take a knife and cut your head into two and see if you that head will still be alive to be a head i don't think you understand what i'm saying if you can split your head into two and then you in have two parts how will it function how will how will that head be alive to function the same thing with the family a family cannot have two heads neither can it have uh uh one head splitted into two no there has to be just one head. And that is part of being the salt. Accepting that is being the salt. And it will give room for the light of the family to shine. 
Because when there is rancor, when there is fights, when there is quarrels, the light of that family will not be able to shine. Darkness will overround that family. And it is no good when it's like that because that is that, that would be speaking uh, separation. And it's not good when we have a man and a wife being separated. Separated people can, can speak more of that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Alright, so acknowledge it. Accept it. Just accept it that yes, okay, the man is meant to be the head or, or, um, or for me to be successful. I must follow God's blueprint. In one of the episodes in, in this in one of the episodes in this podcast, I spoke about God's blueprint of marriage. I just inserted it into it. So you have to accept that God has the blueprint of marriage and you must follow his own strict, not the, not the society's blueprint. Because society nowadays is okay, if he's doing this and you cannot accept it, you divorce him automatically, you just opt out of it. They don't even consider the weight that okay for this person to divorce his wife or her husband may be something very bad, something worse happened in their marriage. They don't see it as that. They don't see it as oh, pastor so so divorced his wife or divorced. A husband, so I'm just going to divorce my too because uh, that means it is right. No, it doesn't say it is right. After all, scripture says God ate divorce. You just have to have this your personal relationship with God, such that you know what God wants for you. Whether He allows you to divorce your spouse, that is none of anybody's business. But you must hear directly from God, and that comes from accepting the way God wants things to be, especially marriage. Praise God, somebody. Hallelujah. So you must accept the hierarchy of family placement. You are the, as a woman, you are the home builder. As a man, you are the head. You must assume that responsibility and follow it strictly because that is God's blueprint of marriage. Now, I was meditating one day and then God was using my five fingers to explain how I should deal with my uh, marriage and how I should deal with him. So he says the first finger is he, God. That's the first person that comes first in everything, even in marriage. And then the second finger, he said, is my husband. I was like, okay, why? I've been living for my family for how many years now? And then someone will just appear one day and then the person will just become second to God. I mean, after God, it becomes comes that person and what was trying to explain to me that that was or, or that is still is hierarchy that is his order yes placing things in order especially for marriage so after god comes the husband then after the husband comes the husband's family what what we ladies do the mistake we often make is making our family first. I mean, our father, mother, siblings first before our husband's family. It wouldn't work that way. Your spouse's family first. The same thing with if you're a man and you're listening to this, God first, then your wife second, then your wife's family third. That way it can work if you see that order, if you see that hierarchy in that way. 
you can work better because one your family is your family you've known them for how many years now the bond is there so you cannot leave them you cannot leave them but if you put your spouse's family first before your own family then you will intentionally you will consciously work towards bonding with them even when some of them might be so difficult you will still consciously work towards you you will do the work and then with god it will become a success because you cannot bring out your spouse in isolation and say i want to i want to is it is just this person i'm married to so i'm going to just deal with this person that is what scatters marriage because any any um slight quarrel the families will just appear i said it i said she not be with this they'll just start talking and then from there they're separated and then when even when they're trying to get back another issue will keep rising up and rising up and rising up and they will not be able to get back again so after god comes your spouse after your spouse comes your your spouse's family after your spouse's family then your own family then before any other person around you talk of friends and all so these are the uh, five that's that's why god used my five fingers to explain these things to me and it sank it sank and that is why in everything you need god and the holy spirit like you need god and you need the fellowship with the holy spirit for you to understand things because some people are so hard attend that there's no you can convince them except to just see it the work wake up one day and then they see it that way and then they start to walk in that light you, you personally cannot convince them and that's where the holy spirit works because the holy spirit is the only one that can convince one imagine somebody like um, paul saw that changed the paul how would you ever believe that what it would work for god so that was the holy spirit work even though the the um god the holy spirit had, had not started man, manifesting the holy spirit dimension then but then it's still god so god can take any form he wants in operating with man in essence what i'm saying is god convinced him praise the lord so you must accept and acknowledge the hierarchy of family placement family placement talk about the extended family talk about your own family talk about god how he plays it and then the next thing i would like us to consider in being the salt and light of the world even in our marriages is having a good head and having a good home builder the scriptures call husbands the head of homes and then wife wives the home builder if you do not have a good head then that is when the home starts to malfunction and if you do not have a home builder that is when the home can scatter easily you see our mothers trying to um put together homes try to make sure the home is not separated you see siblings fight they will go to one they'll say don't mind your sister your sister you know she has been like that so you have to accept her the way she is and then they beg that one as though the other one is at fault and then they go to the other one and say don't mind don't mind your brother you know your brother has always been like that it's just like you know god we're helping and then they beg the other one as as though the first one is at fault that's because they are trying and so when when siblings when they come together they both the brother and the sister when they come together they just say oh this person let me just forget this person let me just so they will see themselves as though 
as though this one is at fault, this one is at fault, but I just have to accept. It baffles me how some mothers will just start blaming one person for another person. That's trying to scatter the home. When you see that that marriage is scattered, when you see that a home is scattered, it then starts one day. It started long before it got uh, separated. So, in essence, what I'm trying to say is, this is this um, um, word is mainly for the singles. When you are picking a spouse, when you are picking a partner, make sure that the the person has a God factor. And that is a good determinant of whether the person is going to be uh, a good head or a good home builder. Praise God, somebody. Hallelujah. So that is part of being the salt and light of the world. Why do you think devil attacks families? When he wants to get into society, when he wants to get into the head of people, it starts with family. What am I even saying? The first man, Adam and Eve, the devil started with Eve. That is a family. And then Eve was able to convince Adam. And then it passed on to their, to their children. They started to commit stores. So, basically, the devil's aim, the devil's focus is families. So, what is able to succeed in a family, he knows that generation after generation after generation in that family is under his control. Then he moves to the next family. So basically, having a successful home, being the uh, being the source and light of the world, starts from our homes, and having a successful homes depend on God. Praise, praise God, somebody. So being the light and the salt of the world enables everything around you work well with your marriage inclusive. I mean, when when you are the sight, like, you are the salt and light of the world. Everything around you works well. Your children, they're happy. Your husband is happy. Your wife is happy. Everybody is happy, and then they are in inclined with what God wants them to do. And that's why you are a major determinant of what happens in your home. So you have to take a step to be in the salt and light of the world. So many people want to get married, but they've they've not listened to uh, messages about about marriages. They've not read books. They've not heard people's experiences. You know, sometimes I just get into conversations with people about relationships, not because I do not know those things, but because I want to get their own perspective. Okay, how is it, is it the way I see things that every other person sees it, or? people's perspective is just different i just get into it and then i I act innocent i act as though i don't know anything about it just so i can get things out of them so they feel good when they are the one lecturing when they are the one passing ideas about something now i do that intentionally so as to get something out of them so as not to be in my own world alone now that's part of being the salt and light of the world you are preparing yourself. It's like when you want to uh, um, sit for exams and you are, you did not read and you just pray, God help me pass my exams. What did the Holy Spirit want to bring to your remembrance? I mean, when you, when you sat for, for that exam, what are you expecting? That the Holy Spirit just perform magic and then it would just bring those things to your head. 
cut your head into two and put them inside. No, it doesn't work that way. There's a place of preparation. And that's why when you read that statement, let your light so, so shine. So you have a responsibility of letting it shine. It's not all on God. There is a part or there is a place of preparation. Praise God, somebody. Hallelujah. So it's, when you are the salt and light of the world, it enables everything around you work. Your friend's relationship starts to work because of you. Your own relationship starts to work because of you. And then the next thing is, when your spouse loses interest in you, it simply means that your salt has lost its taste. Yes, that's what it means, as hard as it seems to believe. When you, when you hear somebody saying, I'm no longer doing it, I'm no longer interested in this relationship, it means that you yourself you've lost your taste has the salt i mean the person being abandoned has lost her taste or his taste if you are that relevant the man or the lady will not want to leave you and that is where salt being the salt and the light of the world comes in in in, in this aspect nobody wants to leave something that is benefiting them Although sometimes it might be the devil trying to blindfold your spouse to see that good in you. But but oftentimes it's because you have lost your taste. Maybe something went wrong and then you are no longer tasty. And then the person just feels he, he or she has no need of you again. And then boom, you are out. So you need to first be the salt and the light of the world. That, that, that's speaking also about your relationship with God. So many people go into marriage without, without first building a strong and firm relationship with God. Because when there are no words to say, when there are issues to settle, when you go cold on yourselves, it is God that will bring you guys together. So if you do not know this God, how will you guys come together? You just keep drifting apart. Praise God, somebody. So you might be successful in all other parts of your life. Education, ministry. It, it takes God actually to be successful in every other part of your life without being successful in your marriage. That's why you see those people that are divorced, they, they make extra efforts to be stable financially and in all other aspects. Extra efforts. Because a part of them has been shared with this person they divorced. And they have to make do with the remaining parts that they have after the divorce. So it takes grace to have a broken home and still thrive in all other aspects of your life. Let's digress a little bit into dressing. Yeah, sorry, this might not be part of, uh, part of what we are discussing today. But it baffles me how how that christian sisters christian sisters they 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 seal clothes and then open their cleavages now what's your take on this i'm not judging anybody i'm not saying that the fact that they're opening their cleavages makes them bad no in fact some of them can even preach and then convert an unbeliever into becoming a believer depending on the perspective of that unbeliever but does that speak well of us? It's like uh, a senior secondary school student wearing the uniform of a junior secondary school student. 
you know he does not speak well of his senior secondary school student because that is not his rightful uniform the same thing with christians we have a way we should appear that's what i believe we have a way we should appear that does not mean we will not dress well that does not mean we will not dress very 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 attractive but then it doesn't mean we are going to dress and then we're going to be opening our cleavages because that is a representation of something else praise god somebody that's just a digression i don't know your take on this you might like it you might not but our focus today is being the salt and the light actually being the salt and the light of the world also is is involved in dressing or dressing is involved in being the salt and the light of the world yes because it, it means when you're outstanding and when you are all up in all fashion this one comes out he opens bomb bomb out you see it this one comes out he opens cleavage out you see it this one comes out he opens almost all your sensitive parts out you see it then where is the position of you being the salt and the light of the world where is the position of you being an outstanding person it just means you are the same as every other person praise god don't let me step on people's toes all right so in conclusion when you build your relationship with God first, you have 90%, if not 100%, 90% of success in your marriage. You know why I call it 90%? Because we have the place of character. You, know, you have to build your character. Yes. God will not come down from you and build your character. Holy Spirit can help you, can point you at the things you do wrong. But there's a place of yielding to those things that the Holy Spirit is pointing your attention to. Praise God. So, if you want to be successful in your marriage, you have to have a firm, continuous, stable relationship with God. That way, your salt will be tasty and your light will shine so bright that your father in heaven will be glorified praise god somebody we've come to the end of this episode and i trust that god has um said one thing or the other to you and i pray that your marriages uh, uh or your marital relationship will not be destroyed in the name of jesus the devil will not gain entrance into your marriages in the name of jesus let's say closing prayer father we thank you for your word today we thank you for how you've helped us to know what it means to be the salt and light of the world even in our marriages without exalted in the name of jesus we pray oh lord that as we go into the world you help us to be outstanding you help us to be relevant in all we do in the name of jesus thank you because you've answered our prayers for in jesus christ's name we pray amen